Down at Third Man, the cricket podcast. Talking all things cricket, from club cricket to million pound franchises to the Test Match Arena. Proudly supported by Woodstock Cricket. Hey up, the hundred has started and miraculously cricket hasn't self-imploded. Although half of Twitter is basically farting each other, it's more divided than it was over Brexit. And we've got the joys of Michael Vaughan and KP and George DeBal throwing their two penniths about. So we thought we may as well throw our four penniths about, all on about the 100, Alex Hales, the Test Series against India, and of course the North Staff's action. Got Jono and Dude with me tonight, so good travel, three of us out and about, well, until until they no doubt disappear off to training in about 45 minutes' time. Wow, well, so, well, training, mate, but... Ah. We turn up, we turn, we turn up. The troops turn up. It's a collection of men and significant <laughs> others. <laughs> and plenty of beers, I'm sure. Uh, before we get started, big shout as always to Woodstock Cricket, who support us. If you hadn't noticed, the sponsoring Benny Allen and Matt Carter in the 100, and the pair of them were hitting absolute bombs at different points last week in the 100, so showing that the Woodstock Sticks do the job. So check them out. Use our discount code BEARDMAN25. And then once you've done that and you bought yourself a new bat, go and donate to Cry on our Just Giving page, our charity partner, and we'll get you a bat sticker sent out to stick on said bat. Right, we're going to try and make this quick as fuck, aren't we, boys? Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. minutes. Quick as fuck, like a bowling, innit, mate? That's what you want oh, to say. Oh, rapid, mate. Oh, rapid. Right, I guess we should start off with the 100. So, it started last week. There's been a week's worth of it. Uh, only three games been washed out, which I guess is a miracle in itself, to be fair. Um, but I'll be honest, I've quite enjoyed it. I can't lie to you. It's cricket, just with 20 less balls than a, no- a T20 game. I don't think there's really much much else to it, to be fair. Um, you boys watch much of it? I watched the one when Stokes dropped Hales. <laughs> yeah, of course. Brilliant, that was. Because even better was the ball before. Um, I think it went for a one, but the, someone ran on the pitch, didn't he? So they said Stokes was kicking off like I want a dead ball. <laughs> ball after straight to him, drop for six. <laughs> yeah, it's off on them. Yeah, was quite a pisser. Um, so far, Trent Rockets, obviously Alex Hale's team are top with Welsh fired joint with them. Although I think they might struggle now. Johnny Bairstow's buggering off um, to the test side. Manchester Originals are in third, but they have played a game more. And then towards the bottom end, surprisingly, Southern Brave, the only team to have lost both games so far. Um, bit of a bit of a shock there. Although they are missing Joffre, but even so, you'd expect them to do a bit better. And then over in the women's, top of the table, we have got Northern Superchargers, Southern Brave in second, Oval Invincibles in third. Bottom end of the table, it's the opposite, Trent Rockets and Welsh Fire. So I guess at least everyone's Every every team or every club or whatever you want to class them as every franchise, at least they've got one team doing well. Uh, looking back at the first week, who's been your standout performers so far? Who's done something or what moment has sort of stood out from what you've seen? Um, apart from Stokes, Hen- not catch. <laughs> apart Henry, from Stokes, he dropped. Henry Brook, mate. Very good player, I think it's fair to say. Lad will play for England. Yeah, is it? It's some big, big bombs, honey. And to be fair, it's just been very consistent as well. It's not like it's just one, one innings. He's just his show everywhere as well, doesn't he? Yeah, so what yes. Out for me, mate. 
Yeah. Did you know when they were eight down, the Trent Rockets, whatever they're called, yeah. and, and that quarter comes in, you think, just get a one, mate. Just get a one and get no. it. First ball tries Biffitt, nearly gets bowled. I was like, oh my God. And the next <laughs> smacks it for six, mate, like halfway in the crowd. Mate, it's the Woodstock stick, mate. Fair play to him. He like, absolutely yeah, biffed that. that. Um, moment for me, I think it's got to be that Chris Benjamin, to be fair. Fair play to him. What was it? About two weeks ago, he'd never played a professional game. Makes his debut in the T20. It's something like 60-odd. Plays uh, one day of his first one day. A couple of days later, it's 50. And then comes in, suddenly gets himself a, a job, a contract, whatever you want to call it, in the uh, 100. Turns up for Birmingham Phoenix. It's 20-odd to win in the game, including an absolutely filthy reverse sweep. And like the classic, typical, like, almost KP-esque hoop shot. Um, and to be fair, I think what made it as much as anything, as much as sometimes he talks utter shite, was KP actually commentating on it and talking about it almost as if like it was a bit of a throwback to when he broke onto the scene. I'll uh, I'll start the poll on the worst thing about the hundreds then. Now that you well, mentioned then. him, because his commentary, in fact, just his voice in <laughs> general, is is without a shadow of a doubt the thing that I've disliked most about the hundred. Is yeah. is is him. And anyone who wants to disagree with me, uh, feel free. No, I, I've got to agree. I, I've actually really enjoyed the 100. I'm for it. There's not much I don't like about it, but I'll be honest, the one thing that does put me off is listening to him and Michael Vaughan talk about it. Like, I, I just can't bring myself to like something that both of them pair actually like, to be fair. I'd say we need to work on some of the kits yeah. as well. But, um, yeah, we do. I, un- I understand that the supposedly... Um, Supposedly, they're sold out everywhere. Yeah, so. they, uh, when I must admit, when Trent Rockets on Saturday, and by about midday, there was fuck all left. Have any of you seen Mr. Kieran Peake in his bright orange kit? No. <laughs> yeah, who who playing bright orange? Birmingham Phoenix, mate. Yes, he's got their top mate. Has he? What a lad! What a lad! I I've can't. Cameron, no, but obviously, no one else will be able to see it. <laughs> I mean, it would be good for a, an audio podcast, us laughing Quick at... question you. for you both. Yeah. That Welsh Fire game, Bairstow got man of the map, right? Yeah. But Nisham bowled three for five off 15 balls. Surely that beats that. Yeah, I would say so, mate. Uh, top, top always seems to get Wow, to yes, Peaky. That is impressive. Match the bright orange phone case. <laughs> I'll be honest. I mean, it, what makes it for me is the popcorn sponsor. I now want some toffee popcorn, you can't lie. I reply, but don't read it out. Yeah, yeah, let's not, um, uh, let's not repeat hang that. Hang on, I can't. Let me see. <laughs> Is it backwards? I can't really tell. No, it's not backwards, mate. It's just offensive to poor Peaky. <laughs> Exceptional. I've got four words, four words only. The fucking state of it. He's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, playing it tonight backwards. as well, by the way, I think. Brilliant. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. I'm to practice. <laughs> Yeah, I can't lie. I'm supporting Manchester, who haven't done particularly great. Um, although Matt Parkinson, fair play to him, yet another ball of century, four for nine. But I haven't got the cap on now, too, to be fair. I've I know, miss. Like, I, I am literally wearing it at all times just to cover up my shit hair. I can't lie. I don't normally so, like black kits, but I quite like that one. Yeah, I do. But the issue is, is that worryingly, Meg has got into, got quite into the hundred. But decided to support Trent Rockets and keeps telling me I should support the well, same team. Well, they win games, so fair Yeah, point. that's what. They should win tonight. <laughs> yeah, but I don't want to look like a packet of skips, mate. That's my issue. I want to be supporting a team that look like a packet of skips. Good luck, 
Mm, true. Could look like Peaky then, is that what you're trying to say? Uh, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, what quick one before we get on to something a bit more debatable. Um, yeah, that's Alex Ailes, that's all it is. Uh, what have we actually liked so far and what would we change so far about it? Um, I still don't know half the players. Yeah. I thought there was going to be a lot more. I know, obviously, COVID and all that stuff. Um, but I'd like to see a few more big stars. I quite like the fact that there's some people that we, we've never heard of, though, that are like getting a chance. Yeah. But I, if they're doing it, they've, they've got to set it up a little bit more because, unlike that Benjamin the other week, when he got some runs, then we can find out what the crack was. But some of these other lads, I've genuinely never heard of them and that you, dev- you don't hear anything about them, do you? Then that's a bit frustrating. How many overseas do you have on the side? For me. The gap's too long between innings. I know that's for the people who are in the ground to have a gig and stuff, but I, I think the gap's too long. I think you- if we're watching on TV, you could speed that up for sure. Yeah, for yeah, sure you could have a gig for however long in between the women's game and the men's game, and then after yeah. the men's game, instead of yeah. in-, in between the innings break. Yeah, you can I see the players are all so. stripped and ready and like oh, yeah. watching the game. Let's get some pom poms and all that. Get something to get a bit of that on. Yeah, we'll get that on the tally. Uh, to be fair, I agree. I think having been to the game itself, even I would have preferred the like the gig to be after the game and in between the games, not during like partway through the men's game, partway through the women's. Because to be fair, at that point, I want to go get a beer or get some food or nip the shop or whatever. Not really. Not really paying any attention to Jake Bull, who's on, and also to if they make yeah. the, the tickets cheaper, make the price of the beer in the ground cheaper because nearly six pound a pint is not helping anyone, mate. Yeah, but I guess to be fair, they probably don't want the place full of piss heads, although to be fair, a few of the games have been, can't lie. Um, but yeah, I think to be, I think though, the fact that all we're moaning about is the break being a bit too long for entertainment. And that we'd maybe like a couple of bigger names, but we understand that can't happen. Shows that it's probably so far gone pretty, pretty well. I would say it just, just to me, it just seems like our version of the big bash. And you've got a few good overseas. You've got most of your your best players, but you're missing probably six or seven, or we will be missing six or seven of the best ones due to playing test matches, just like the big bash has. And each team has a couple of young lads you don't really know. A couple will become stars. A couple you'll probably never see again. But I think it's just very much like our version at a big bash, which I think is a good thing, to be fair, because let's be honest, it's never getting to the IPL, is it? Nope. Nope. We haven't got that much money or a billion people who want to play it and watch it, to be fair. Uh, quick question from Simon Swift, one of our friends of the pod. Um, he was just asking, obviously, there's been a bit of controversy because... If it turned out that if the women's game gets called off, you don't get any money back. But if the men's game gets called off, you get a full refund, even if you've watched the women's game. Um, and obviously, you get nothing back if you watch the men's game, but the women's game got called off. I think surely you just make it very simple. You get half your money back if one game's called off. You get full money back if both called off. Doesn't matter who it is. Surely that would make sense. Surely yeah. that's just a bit of a stupid oversight from him. But is it not just something to do with, I know how they used to do it like for one day, is if you've seen more than 20 overs, you don't get a refund. Is it anything to do with that? No, because they've said that even if, so if you say, say the men's is called off, but you've watched the whole women's game, you'd, you'd still get a full refund, which 
Oh uh, yeah, that's that's balanced. Doesn't make <laughs> sense. Yeah, isn't isn't the best when you promote inequality and all that. But there you go. But I think it's been a good start. I think it's been entertaining. Um, interested to see how it keeps going, and I'm interested to see what they do next year. But that's for another time. Right, Alex Hales absolutely dropped bombs the other night. Um, made Ben Stokes, who seems to be his his other person who maybe doesn't like him too much, made him look a bit silly. Um, hit him for a couple of sixes. Obviously, was dropped by Stokes, and I think for me personally, it's now. I know it's not going to happen, but surely, surely he should be in that opening in that T20 side. Surely there's no debate about it. I'm there just isn't. going to put it out there. There isn't a debate. However, um, the fact that we're still having the conversation just says that the just shows exactly the fact that it'll never happen. The fact that we're having to have the conversation because if it was going to happen, it would have already happened by now. And there is nothing that's going to change my mind that he's going to get back in that side. And I... I He's in our best 11 players in limited overs cricket, in my opinion. I would dare say he's in our best five. We've discussed this numerous times, haven't we? And he's he's just in and something's amiss and he ain't going to get back in. So, As the commentator said, he seems to have matured because he got 40 on off like 35 balls and before, if he hadn't scored off the first, I don't know, five or six, maybe first 10 balls, He'd probably just skied one and got out, whereas yeah. he actually just kept waiting, kept waiting, and then actually won the game by staying in, in right till the end. Yeah. Now, my debate, or the debate for today, is not to do with actually Alex Hales himself. It was actually to do with Morgan slash Stokes. So do you think that, A, they should be the ones making that decision, deciding that because them two don't like him, trust him, because I think that's it's pretty clear that's the case, that they should be making that decision and if so, do do you think maybe they need to grow a pair and maybe just say, you know what, grow on. We, we want to win. We want to win a World Cup here. We need our best players. He's probably in the best three or four white ball opening T Twenty opening batsmen in the world. We could probably do with him. Yeah, basically, it's been how many years now? Well, I don't know. Do you think to go four or five? Couple of years. Yeah, probably not many. <laughs> It's been that long now, mate. If you've still got a problem with him, just grow up. <laughs> like, you can clearly see he's, well, from what I've heard and stuff, he's, he's moved like into like a quiet area and all that stuff and um, seems to have changed his life. He might, we might be wrong and whatever. But might yeah, be right could still be an absolute bellend, could he? Yeah. But from the outside... Still, don't forget, though, we're still working off um, hearsay as to why he's not in in the first place. We're, we're just getting off that. Yeah. So even the solutions that we've got for that, we're still guessing on the solutions to the to the things that we've guessed might be the problem. So, unless it ever comes out, because just saying that he's betrayed our trust is a very, very, very vague term. Yeah, I mean, there's bringing obviously... first teammates go through a very weekly, almost hourly uh, process of betraying my trust, but <laughs> they don't leave me out or vice versa. We yeah. try to, but we're not captain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, just as an interesting one for see what you guys think. Who would you actually remove from the current T Twenty side Morgan. if you were gonna? Morgan. Morgan. Yeah. Uh, no. Mm. Yeah. Because I would obviously we were talking last week that we wanted Stokes at number three instead of Milan. Yeah. You got Bairstow four, Livingston in at five. So your choices for me are either you take Morgan out 
later on and push everyone down one. You take out Roy and obviously have him opening, or you take out Stokes and put either Roy or Hales at three. My point is, though, it's not even if he gets in the starting 11, just have him in the squad. Even if he's in the squad... In the, if, in if the starting going, 11, though, wouldn't he? That's the thing. The thing is, though, if, like we're saying there, who's he actually going to come in for? If anyone's going to be Roy, because he isn't going to bat anywhere lower down. You're not I'd bring to... him in for Stokes. I'm going to be really upset well, people, but I'd bring him in for Stokes, based on T24. Yeah. But that's for like another day, but he's just got to be in the squad. Because then if you have got an injury to Roy, you go, there you go, you're not losing much, and if anything, you might be gaining, so. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah. It's not going to happen. But it's not going to happen, sadly. Right. Last, last thing on it. What happens, do you think, if England lose the World Cup? As in? Morgan retires. I think Morgan retires anyway. Either way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> the first thing that come in my head. Um, <laughs> and if I were Alex Hales and I had any sense about them, I'd tell them to get fucked. Fair. What I do. But then again, that's, I play club cricket and do, I've got no hate <laughs> to represent in my country. So I'd have uh, tweeted Stokes saying, suck on them. Thanks for costing your, your team. Butterfingers. Yeah. Teflon. Right then, we'll leave white ball cricket behind because red ball cricket is back yeah. next week. Wow, we say oh no, but I think both teams are probably just as struggling as each other, to be fair. So England take on India starts next when, uh, Thursday. I think it's Thursday. Is it Thursday? I I Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, it is Wednesday because I remember going on the Sunday watch. It's fucking hell. I should know. Um, the badger. The badger. Uh, what um, does it start? Wednesday. Oh. Wednesday finishes on Sunday because I'm going day five and I'm guessing it probably won't get to day five with the two batting lineups on display. But oh, hey, God, completely the wrong way around. I thought it started Sunday and finished Wednesday. <laughs> when does the test ever start on Sunday? Sunday. I don't know. That's why I got surprised. <laughs> it's right, been bothering well, me actually for a week. I actually thought it started this Wednesday. To be fair, from what? Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> so we're good. Was like, all right. just, just to confirm, it doesn't start this Sunday now. No, it definitely doesn't, mate. I hate to say. Uh, so, first of all, I guess we'll look at England. Who are we picking? Um, right, should we go go through team by team? Let's let's go round. Hang on, before here. we do, yeah. do, you reckon, you your... do you reckon that Hamid's knock in that friendly against India does any bearing on the team? For, from, but from the selector's point of view. I'm, I'm very tempted because he's at another 100 this weekend, the one-day cup, so I am very tempted. Right, here we go then. Opening the batting for England. Turner's 100% players. Yeah. Your name's not Turner, mate. <laughs> Turner, to be fair. I'm going, I'm going Burns. Burns. Definitely. Right, that's only one. It requires two people to open in the batting, mate. I'm going to go... I'm going to go Sibley. Even though everyone says he ain't good enough to play test cricket, and he might be true, I don't think he's worse than Zach Crawley. Or he's less likely okay. to score runs than Zach Crawley at the moment. Sweet. Lalo, disagree or agree? Uh, I agree with Turner. I like that. So do I. I think that's our opening partnership. I think that's what we're going. Batting at three, Turner. Who's it going to be? I don't want it to be Zach Crawley, so... I'm going to throw a spanner in the works, and I know that Andy Mountford has suggested this one. Joe Root at three. Oh, yeah, it's like I had the Hales thing. It's not happening. It's not happening, but if it was up to me in that squad, I, I would go probably. I'd be tempted by a Mead, but 
really should be opening, shouldn't he? So yeah. I'd be tempted probably to go three. From what I've heard, he is literally just Sibley, but I'd suppose he actually bats slightly slower. But Evans. even though he bats slightly slower, he actually looks like a cricketer. Yeah, he's got more than the flick off the, the pads. Yeah. But for me, I just think they probably give the top three that it has been for the last year or so um, a go for the first two or three games. And then if, he's, if like one of them is really struggling, then they might bring someone in. Yeah. So while I was saying that Crawley's batting at three. Which is probably right, but I just don't want to be. Yeah. Johnny B? <laughs> no, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> Right, yeah, right, okay. So, Lalo, you'll be agreeing with, with me then. So, Joe Root's presumably going to bat at four for you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as he would for me. So, then the question raises is, turn it. who on earth is batting four for you, mate? I'd, I'd have pushed Dan Lawrence up, probably, to be fair. Why is okay. he in play? Yeah, yeah, Lawrence is in the squad, mate. So, I'd have probably pushed Dan Lawrence up to four. Right, okay. Do you actually think he's going to play? I hope so, because I think he's done the best out of him and Pope. So, I think he's... And Pope isn't fully fit, so I think he's guaranteed. But well, that, for me, he'd be guaranteed play. Interesting. But I'm guessing he'll bat six, probably. Mm. Right then. Five. Two. Stokes. Wallow. Stokes, but I'd like him at six. But he's going to bat five. I'd like him at six too, but I think he's going to bat at five. Um, interestingly enough, I'd have. Um, well, I'd have Ollie Pope at five, but I don't think he's going to be fit. Um, I know he's fit. Him, by the way, I didn't realise he was. Is it shoulder again? It did his thigh, I think, about four weeks ago. Yeah, he didn't think him. he was going to be fit, didn't he? They picked him, but I think it might be a pick in him because he's going to play in the last two, maybe. I don't think we'll see him for the first couple. I don't know. Um, they only picked the squad for the first two tests, haven't they? Yeah, they did say that the, the squad will change for the next few. Yeah, I reckon he might play the second test. But not the fears with him, I guess. I'm going to throw another one out there. I like Dan Lawrence. I like Ollie Pope, and I think, uh, given a choice, I'd have Ollie Pope at five and Stokes at six. But I don't think Ollie Pope's going to be fit, so I'm going to throw out who I actually want batting at five. Uh, and the person I actually want batting at five is Johnny Bairstow. Oh, oh wow! Oh God! If you're picking him, I think you've got to play him. I just, I just think he's one of our best six batsmen. In all formats, I think he's got play. I just think he gets bowled too much in tests. Like he might get a nice twenty, but gets. In, I don't know. But then again, Lawrence Pope or Bairstow, I don't think any of them make you that much weaker or that much stronger. So. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think it's a straight shootout between those three to bat at five. I'd have them at five personally, and I'd have Stokes at six, and I'd feel a lot better with Stokes at six because. If you've got Stokes at six and then Butler at seven, I'm guessing we're all Butler at seven. Yeah, yeah, Butler at seven. Right, I feel a lot more comfortable with Butler at seven than Butler at six um, or a another because then at least I feel that we're we're halfway down and we can still hold a bat, which is quite nice. Another spanner in the works for me, Butler oh, no. captain. What? Here we go. It, please Let elaborate because now now I, now I am confused. Just like Root concentrating his batting, mate. Getting back to scoring runs and runs. And Butler is just going to keep him back seven. You don't want Stokes as your captain because you just don't. <laughs> he doesn't look the greatest captain, does he? No. Uh, the only other option is... In, you're not giving it broad, mate, because every review he's just taken himself. <laughs> That's just a spanner in the works, really. Okay. 
Where are we going to next, Jono? Uh, we're going to eight, mate. Sound. I don't like this one. Eight, Ollie Robinson. Ooh. See, so I think I'm... they're going to pick someone who can bat a bit, aren't they? That's Sound for him? Mm. So I think, I think eight has got to be one of Ollie Robinson, Sam Curran, or Chris Wokes. Wokes in fit though, is he? Yeah, Wokes isn't in the squad, but he would be in my team. Yeah, he'd be in, he'd be, Wokes would be my first choice, but with him not being yeah. fit. So Wokes is our first choice at eight. However, he's not fit, so I think we're going to go Robinson over Sam Curran. Do you go Curran for a bit of left arm? I don't know. I don't know. And he did well against India last time, to be fair, over here. Mm, yeah, but mm, more with the bat though. I reckon I'm in Robinson because I think as well they'll want getting back in a test team like, actually playing a game of cricket ASAP just so they can like get rid of the whole. He also was out one of our best players when he played. Let's not yeah, forget, let's not forget that. Yeah, I'm going Curran. Um, nine. Bro, uh, Wood. Technically, I guess mm. it'd be Becky Wood. Ooh. Yeah, I think that's why they haven't. He hasn't played in the hundred. I think they're trying to keep him, make sure he's fit for. You want a bit of pace. No pace. You want a bit of pace because you've got like Anderson, Broad, Curran, and there's not really much pace there. But in England, is he one of your best three bowlers? And I don't think he is. Uh, I'm going to go Jack Leach at nine. Yes, Jono. A lot. I guess. I guess. Uh, yeah, I could have gone Leach at nine. Don't they all? He can probably bat more. Why don't we open with Leach? That man averages like eighty odd in the batting. Okay, now. <laughs> it's yeah, August next week, mate. I think you need a spinner. Yeah. yeah, I'm picking a spinner. I just for some reason written him down at number eleven because I'm ages. No, no, mate. Why no, no, Jimmy no. Anderson ten? I'm not picking Jimmy Anderson. Oh no. my! Kick him off, oh. mate. Get him yeah, out. I'm trying. I'm guessing they will not pick Jimmy Anderson. I'm thinking I'll only pick one of Anderson and Broad because no. I want the quick option. Not just Whether not I, start. I don't. I think for the I first think they will. play. I think the first game they're going to play. Because it's Trent Bridge, I think they'll go broad and they'll want a quick option. And they'll go with Jamie Anderson averages about 13 at Trent Bridge. I would have, if it was totally up to me, I would have Jimmy Anderson, but I don't think they will. I think they'll say they're going to have one. But you're the selector now, Tony. Well, then I'd have Anderson instead of Wood, and then I'd have the most yeah, one dimensional yeah. attack ever, but I wouldn't give a shit. Well, yeah, but you can use Stokes if you want a bit of the body line stuff. True. Yeah, it's, it has worked for. I, I, just, I don't think you need. So my bottom three would be Leach, Broad, and Anderson. Yeah, because I think you need your spinner, so that takes care of itself. Um, I believe that Broad, Anderson, and Robinson are your best three seamers. A bit samey, but the best yeah. three. Stokes provides you your fourth option. Root bowls from Ari Doffies and Leggies and whatever he bowls, and then Dan Lawrence. Dan Lawrence bowling Dan off the wrong. Let, I, have, I, I haven't picked Dan Lawrence though, don't forget. So, oh. mm. um, you pick your best team. They've said that they're ditching all this rotation nonsense. I think they're picking the best team. And I think our best team's still got Anderson and Broad in it. And it's going to take a lot Probably for them to let go. Yeah. It's going to take a lot for them to let go of that, I'm afraid. Uh-huh. When they're 65. <laughs> yeah. Um, Looking at India then, what do we make of India? Are we worried? Are we... Not worried. Yeah, What's Brooke. the thought? Yeah. Brooke. Still struggle against the, the moving, the swinging ball, I would say. Um, I just know what's going to happen. We're going to win the toss. We're going back. We're going to be 200 all out. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> sake. Bring back the white ball stuff. 
I'm open. Yeah, but if you if you're Indian, mate, you'll you'll also be thinking the same thing that they're going to be two hundred all out as well, and it's going to be two hundred plays two hundred. Then we'll get two. Then 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 we'll get two hundred again, and then they'll be hundred and fifty all out, and we'll win by fifty runs, which is generally, unless we find a way out of bat, is generally how it goes down. Yeah, yeah, we do need to give a good scene to just to shut people up on Twitter. Ah, true. I can't wait for Twitter to explode again with a million Indian. Cricket fans telling me that we're wrong when we say Coley's a bit of a knob, basically. It's a, it's an absolute must that Coley cannot get any. Yeah. He must he must be out Jimmy Anderson court slip several times, please. Yeah. Um, I'll I will i be honest, I want uh, Stuart Broad to trap him on his pads, do the celeb appeal, be halfway down the track and Coley to be there looking perplexed like he was when Moe bowled him, just for the fun of it. Just because I can imagine him raging his fucking head off. And it'd be brilliant. Uh, anyone in particular you're looking forward to seeing? I think most people probably say Rishabh Pant. Other than that. Is he playing? I know he had COVID. Like, yeah, he? yeah, he's back now. Yeah. He'll be back in. I think he's one of the, Him and Coley are probably where the runs need to come from. And they've got a good bowling tack, haven't they, to be fair. But whether it's... Is it really up to the levels of Anderson and Broad in England? I don't think so. Who's going to open? Because I've seen Dingy's injured, isn't he? Uh, yeah. I would assume Pritvi Shaw. Oh, God, he's walking wicket, get it. But he's played quite a bit in England and done okay for county teams. So that's the. Yeah, that's not, not a mate. Well, I know. It's nothing to write home about. But... I've done well on Brian Laura, mate, but I still can't play for England. Yeah, true. Right, predictions then. Uh-huh. First of all, series score. What are you going? All four games will have a result. Five, isn't it? Five games. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, see, I'm going to go 3-1. I reckon one will be rained off. 3-1 to England. Interesting. I'm going to go uh, 2-2 with one being rained off. Ooh. I am writing these down as well so we can come back to them. Oh, no. Not these writing down business. Come leading run scorer, leading wicket taker. We will do I that in like a second. So I'm going to go 3-2 England. 3-2 England. Right then. Who are we going for leading run take, run score for both teams? From both teams, if you know what I mean. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go um, Ben Stokes, leading run score for England. At five or six. <laughs> <laughs> Either mate, but if he's at five, then we're in trouble. Yeah. Keep going, John. I'll go Cole. I've got to go Cole, the answer. Got to. And Coley. Dude. Um, yeah, I, I want to say Root or Stokes, but part of me is thinking um, Burns. I don't know why. you going to say Burns and Marmy? Uh, no, because Bomber's going to have him ends up. Um, Root. Root, yeah. I'm going to be that boring and go Coley, aren't I? Fair. I'm going to go quite boring and say Root as well. I'm going to say Rishad Pant. Ooh, I think Pant's going to have a really good series. Not enough to win him, it's like, but I think Coley might struggle again, to be fair. Um, wickets then? Ollie Robinson. Oh, I like that, Johnny. Johnny with Robinson. Yeah, I've got confidence. I like what I saw, especially against them fuckers. <laughs> um, Ollie Robinson. And I'm going to go Ashwin. Ashwin, interesting. Yeah, that's nice. 
What are you going for then, Duke? Can't play spin, mate. See, it's a harder thing because you don't know who's going to... Probably no, none of them are going to play the 4-5. Oh, Not even Leach. Part of them wants to go Leach. But I'll go Jimmy. Jimmy. And then Ashwin. And Ashwin. And I'm going to go for Broad. And I'm going to go for... I don't think he's going to be Bumrah. I think either Shami or Siraj. I don't know who. Siraj even going to play? Well, that's the issue. I think if he plays, he'll get wickets, but I don't well, think... I don't think Sean will play the 4-5 because he's not going to come back from injuries and stuff. No. Nah. I'm going to go... Is Zimmer frame. I'm going to take a risk and say Siraj. I think he, if he plays the first game and gets wickets, he'll stay in. And he's quite impressed me, even though he comes across sometimes as a bit of a tit. Right, then. So that's predictions in. I guess with that, we're basically done. Oh, one more, actually. Anyone want to predict a player of the series overall? Not really. No. Rory <laughs> no. Burns. Rory Burns. That'd be an interesting one. Doesn't top the runs, but it wins yeah. players. Just going, this is my random prediction, Rory Burns. Rory Burns, Rory Burns, more Rory Burns. Fair enough. Jono, any suggestions that you think might end up player of the series? Um, no. Ashwin. Oh, Ashwin. No, he's a prick. I don't like him. <laughs> um, I'd, I don't know. I'd probably go maybe someone like Richard Pampmart. Even though he'd be on losing side, according to my predictions. Go Jack Leach, Taylor. I'd love it to be Jack Leach, mate. Just because everyone loves Jack Leach. Right. Last thing before we quickly rattle through North Staff like there's no tomorrow. Um, West Indies versus Australia. The Aussies won the one-day series after losing their T20s. Sri Lanka versus India has become a bit of a, a piss take, really, because half the Indian team, well, a few of the members of the Indian team got COVID, so couldn't play. Um, which has left India with five batsmen. I was wondering why I think I just thought they just picked a load of bowlers. I no, saw no, they've they got five batsmen, about six, and I was like, "What so, is this?" <laughs> yeah, so they were one nil up. They then lost the second game with only five batsmen, and they're currently eighty-one for eight after their twenty overs. Um, what? Well batted. Well batted. Um, the worst bit is from that as well is that from the five batsmen, they only managed to score a total of twenty-nine of those runs. Um, Bhuvanesh Kumar and Kumar and Kuldeep Yadav scored 39 of them runs between the two of them. Yadav batting eight. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, not not good, really, to say, to say the least. I think there's much to say to that. Um, so that it's likely they're going to probably lose 2-1, um, which is poor and not brilliant. But it is now time for some North Staffs cricket with Jono. So, Jono, lead us away and see if you can do it in 10 minutes, mate. <sighs> Oh, God. Wow. Um, right, here we go. So, uh, we'll start in the prep. In fact, I'm going to have to start with this because I, um, I won't get spoken to again. Uh, I, I've got to shout out my little cousin. Yeah. Uh, Jacob Maskery for his first senior 50 for the 13 on Sunday. Uh, officially the best Maskery um, at the weekend. No. Can't, say much, can't say much for the opposition, but uh, I'm an <laughs> Promise, 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 promise. Um, but yeah, best mask. So hopefully, leaves me known now. It's a, we make a welcome change because he, he had a run of ducks. I think it might have been two or three in two or three weeks. So I used to text him at about midnight every Saturday night, just with well batted youth. Um, so oh, well. hero Sebastian Hoffwood. Yeah, <laughs> try try getting five in a row, mind me. <laughs> but back to the prem anyway. Now that I've done that little family bit. 
Uh, Ashton Park registered another win, uh, knocking over Marshall and Alton, knocking off uh, Marshall's 178. Um, nothing really to write home about in the Marshall innings, but Ashton Park, comfortable enough. Uh, Mahaz Ahmed with 92, not out well batted that man, and Josh Johnson with 43 as well. Uh, knocked him off in good time. Uh, Bagel Norton with a great chase against Whitmore. Whitmore defended the chances. They got 210 all out in just 45 overs. Uh, Adil Arshad with 71, and then Mohamed Asif with 49 down the order. Um, but quite comfortable for Bagnall Justin Mulder in the runs again not out again 82 Bill O'Well yeah with 57 um, so another good win for Bagnall there Burslem romped home against Stone 231 for 7 declared just before 50 overs all the top 4 chicken and chipping in for Burslem uh, Zen Malik passing 50 um, and then Bowlers got stuck into Stone Um only a couple of people making it to double figures for them. Ashaw with four for 33. Sam Warhouse with three for 17. Um, Checkley and Cheadle ended up in a tight draw in the end. Cheadle amassed 257 for one of our stars of the week was Ali Card. Um, came in with his side at, uh, where did he come in at? I think it was uh, 16 for three. He arrived at the crease batting at five. Um, and notched 136 off 114 balls, including eight sixes, which, yeah, well batted, my mate. Very, very well batted. Uh, 257 off 50. Um, they got 56 overs at Checkley. Checkley can only get up to 159 for nine. Couldn't quite get that last wicket. Uh, last wicket was, um, I don't know how long it was, but uh, they didn't put on any, so it was a, a stout Last uh, last wicket partnership between uh, Rich Cooper and, and Shaz there. Five ball, not, not out for Shaz. Well batted. Um, Longton with a great win against Meekins. Probably game of the day, that one. Uh, Longton and Meekins. Meekins got the way up to 192 for nine. Declared just inside their 50 overs. Mike Lowe with 41. Jack Hammond with 51, not out. Um, everyone chipping in for Longton. And then in the run chase, Tom Steele with 51. Dan Ball with 39. Joe Abbott with 38. Um, and then it took a few jitters in the middle order there for Longton by the looks of things, but uh, the tail brought them home in the end. So big win for Longton, that one. Uh, and Porter Leak also ended in a uh, entertaining draw. Um, Portel got 217 for nine off their overs. Uh, Tom Longworth with the promotion from threes to, to first team with another 50 back off his 100 last week. Uh, Matt Coxon. Uh, finally, right for Port Hill, really, with it. 105 ball, 114 for him. Um, Leak drew stumps, 177 for nine. Um, Alex Maller was the big wicket, 69, and he took up 121 balls. Um, a few other people chipped in up at the top, but the tail managed to hang on towards the end. Um, uh, Matt Coxon backed up his runs with four for 28 as well, and uh, three for 13 for Dan Hancock. Well, ball that man. So, in the Prem, then. Uh, tables tightening up again so we've got um, Longton back on top they've just picked uh, Meekins to the top spot this week seems like the two of them are just putting a little bit of distance now between themselves and uh, third and fourth fifth place uh, so 213 and 209 points respectively so just four points in it and then there's a drop off to Port Hill Burslin and Shackley you've got 176 174 173 points um, Ashcombe Park closed the gap again to Leek and Whitmore above them Um Basically, everyone from probably, well, I suppose you can't really count out Port Hill, really, in third. Um, still going to be looking over the shoulder. Only 30 points off um, Whitmore 
and 10th. So only 33 points separates third and 10th in the Prem. Ashton Park have got themselves back within 30 points to the next place, which is a big one for them. Um, into Division 1, we trail. Uh, and in Division 1, Eccleshall comfortable winners against Audley. Um, Eccleshall made the way to 179. Um, Sahib Shah chipping in with 41 down the order to get them there. Um, Audley could only muster themselves 75 or out. Uh, Rob Hemmings with a better than a runner ball, 39, the only notable, well, it's the only one in double figures other than extras. Scott Winnington with 5.26 in that one. Phoenix saying 3 for 8 off 5.1 while bold. Those gentlemen. Um, Blythe, big winners against Newcastle and Hartsdale. I know they're pro. Um, Chipped in a biggie for Blythe this week. Um, Cass Adams with 121 off 80 while batted that man. Um, 33 for Chris Plant as well. Um, Toby could only manage five of those 242. Unlucky two, but there's always next week, mate. Um, five for 62, um, so an expensive five for Rich Hagen, but still got to get him, I suppose. Newcastle and Hartsdale give it a good fist. Ended up 230 all out, comfortably inside the overs, I might add. They still had um, another seven overs to go, Newcastle, to get those remaining 12, but just ran out of wickets. Um, big run scorers with Asif Raz with 37, Rich Hagen. Had a good day all round, 46. Um, having a bead with 47, and there was nearly 30 extras. Um, hope they weren't you too. Um, <laughs> I noticed there's only five wides, but you never know. Um, never know. But fan of the pod, Toby did, did chip in with three for 44, and uh, they got over the line in the end. Good stuff, TD. Um, Hemith, big winners over Ending, who we're going to be looking over the shoulder when we go through the league tables. Liam Banks with 90, Matt Hodgson with 46, Callum Lewis with 40, Ben Lucas with 34. Um, ending could only muster themselves 91 all out um, no significant contributions there but 4 for 31 for Liam and 3 for 15 for Matt Rogerson there Sandyford, big big winners over Lisa at least 189 all out um, Dave Speakman with 57 for them um, 4 wickets for Orn Shaw for 51 uh, Sandyford, Ben Turnack was the man of the hour, I've seen some videos on Facebook from uh-huh. some of the Sandyford lads with the winning runs uh, Joe Ward's contribution there can't be understated. A solid 56. Took up a lot of balls, did our Joe. Um, I know Joe from the gym quite well, but they had plenty of time still to knock off the runs. Um, and he obviously just let Ben get on with his work at the other end. 36 extras as well. Uh, and the first first team under, I think, for Mr. Turnock, so well batted. Um, Nipersley, big winners over Little Stoke, although Little Stoke picked up as, uh, as many points as they could there. The lads. Um, at Little Stoke, uh, Sam Wilcox with 33, uh, Arslan there with 69, but 166 ball 100 for Mohamed Afridi. Um And they declared after 46 overs on 264. Um, Little Stoke made their way to 178.52 for Rangi. Uh, but nothing much else to write home about apart from the uh, 10 and 11 there. Um, Wicked shared round, so another big win for Nipersley. Alwith comfortable enough winners over Wood Lane knocking off 187, um, five wickets down off, less than 40 overs. Uh, Ryan Sloan with an 89 ball, 92 there to uh, see how we're home. So the League One League table one. then, League One, League One, Division One, Alworth back <laughs> on top, still in top spot, so I say Alworth, Hemith sneak back into second. Um, so we've got Alworth on top with 226, Hemith with 220, and then Nipsley with 216, so very, very tight, 10 points separating the top three there. Bit of a drop off to Eccleshall with 192 in fourth, and then another drop off to Orley in fifth with 173. And basically, then everyone from halfway up, uh, halfway down, sorry, will be having their heads over their shoulders, with, especially with Blythe's win. 
Uh, so we've got Little Stoke bringing up the wheel with 101, but still less than 30 points away from get escaping um, the bottom two. So still only a couple of weeks of wins away. Um, Blythe with 128, ending now slipped down to 130, and I know they've got to replay a game against Blythe on a on a Sunday coming up. Sandyford with 144, Lisi with 146, and then Newcastle Hartill with 154. Um, there. So all to play for still in Division One, especially from the uh, middle of that table down. Into Division Two, uh, Lal, do you want to go through our result quite quickly first? The boys. Uh, can do, mate. Yeah, fire away, mate. Uh, I genuinely can't remember what we got on. We uh, were 192 for eight, mate. Declared. Oh yeah, that was brilliant because there was one ball left. Seb got out. Steve said, "Yeah, go on, get yourself in, mate. Start walking on." Declared. Pipe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, there will be, be fine. Can I just throw it out there that I wasn't there? Um, I was refing and declaring with one ball to go when points weren't an issue. It's village as hell. He didn't want me to get <laughs> lost, but I made to think that's what it was. Um, bit of a an up and down wicket, I believe, from what I've been told. Is that right? No, it was a road, mate. Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, must have been if we got 192 anyway. So, yeah, we um, got 192 for eight. Or 44.5, <laughs> and they were 155 for seven, so we got 13 points and they got 10. Yeah, Ed Warrington batted through their range for 88, not out. A couple of half chances, I think, Wally. I'm just saying that because I'll say half chances because I think one of them went to you, didn't it? If you're classing that as a half chance, mate. Well, I wasn't there, mate, so I'm only going off information I've been given, but all I've heard is caught and bowled, and it would have been a great catch. That's all, I, that's all I've heard. Basically, I bowled it, and he has nailed it back about 100 mile an hour, and that's no joke, because mid-on and mid-off have not seen it. I have put my hand out to stopping the ball hitting my knee. The ball has hit my hand onto my knee, and my knee is now bruised. <laughs> and my hand. <laughs> so, we did yeah. have a couple of Couple of half chances, couple of court and bowl chances go down, didn't we? I think. Yeah, uh, Mr. Breeley and Mr. Peak off their yeah. ball. Uh, um, but Eddie Warrington soaked up 152 balls of their innings, so did them a good job. And I think they were mainly concerned after we got a bunch of wickets with getting themselves up to 150 and taking as many points as they could without losing much. So uh, they did a good job, really, to, to see us off. And if we'd have taken maybe one or two of those half chances, would have been a really good result, but a good result for us nonetheless, Lal. Would you agree? Yeah, I agree. Taking Ooh. 13 points, I think they've only lost once or twice all season, so to take the better of the day away from there, that's good. Um, elsewhere in Division 2, then, Ballerston comfortable winners against Road Park by 86 runs. Story of the day there was George Horbrook uh, with 104 off 60 balls, including six sixes. Um, only one other person passed 20 for them. Um, 30 odd for Ian Harding in response, but wickets shared round two wickets each for five different bowlers for Ballston. A pretty decent win. Uh, Cabbage Wall got back on the win train with a um, 51 run win against All Sager. 186 for Cabbage Wall um, off their 45 overs, and All Sager could only make their way to 135 all out. Um, 39 for Mike Dodd, 49 for Jake Edge, um, and uh, then for All Sager. Um, 50 for Akil Ahmed and nothing else much going on and they were all out inside 35 overs. Uh, been through our results. Stafford, big winners of the day. Surprise results against Oakmore, we might say. Um, five on the trot, Oakmore now, mate. They have, yeah. 241 for Stafford off their 45 overs. 85 for Dave Foster. 72 for Ash Lund. 36 for Mo Ahmed. Um, 
And then Okamore were 168 inside, 40 overs, all out in response. 57 for the left there, Pro. Um, but no one else went past 20 for Okamore. Um, Sandbach and Portill, um, battle of the top, uh, inside the top three, Sandbach came out on top. Uh, Portill made the way to 177 for six off their overs, 73 for Fizzy's roof, um, and 29 for Killer, following up his 80 last week. Um, quite an economical three for 29 off 10 overs for Stuart Burrows there, kept them in it. Sandbach knocked off the runs. Um, O'Shea ready, anchored the innings with 71. And he was not out at the end. And then Ross Casterman was 55 as well. And he sneaked home with another four overs to go. Uh, Silverdale beat uh, bottom club Meary. Uh, comfortably enough, although it was a bit of squeaky bum, I believe, at the time. Meary, 148 all out. Silverdale knocked them off seven down. 51 for Ollie Edwards. Um, 34 for Luckman, saying, and 32 for Mohammed Wazim for Meary. And then in response, Silverdale, 35 for Matt Baker. Um, and 20 for young Matt Moore in the end to, uh, to see them home. So Division 2, again, uh, pretty tight all round. Um, so Sandbach topped the table with 205 points. Norton and Nails obviously avoiding defeat last week, which is good for them. So they yeah, gained more points than they would have done on 199. Bit of a drop-off then of 20-odd points to Port Hill with 178. Silverdale with 173. And then basically 20, 30 points separates everyone from 4th, 5th to 10, 11, really. Um, so it's all very tight. Mary bringing up the rear on the table with 125, Stafford with 131, and then Road Park with 138. Um, we finish off with Division 3 then, very quickly. Super quick. Um, Wedgwood, what, do you want to talk about the lads then? Uh, the boys did the business, got a big win on the board against Crew. Um, obviously, Crew are sort of down there with them, I think it's fair to say. In fact, I think they've now dropped below. Below us, ones, uh, good game, uh, Big return, really, I think it's fair to say. Rob Bagnell didn't play last season, hasn't played the first half of this season because of his better half, Jane, being pregnant. Obviously, with his child, I'll make that clear. Um, he came into the team and we managed to somehow post 217 for eight declared, which was in the main thanks to him. We have an eight, 81 off 78 balls. Um, to be fair, Jaleel, Riz, um, Kenzie also got a few runs there and Ram. So, did the business with the bat and then with the ball went and took five for 11 off his eight overs which great return to be can't really argue with that gas kinsey took a three for as well and crew were all out for 109 and in the end it was a very very comfortable win despite tate rutter managing to get 61. good result for the boys good result very good results all around um up to the top there in division three hemi second team big winners against Cheadle second team um, Emmy made the way to 243 for de- declared for eight off 43, and Cheetah were 106 all out in 27 overs. Ben Rodgson was 60 and 106 for Shafiq Hussein. Uh, Cheetah couldn't muster, muster much in response, but four for Wasim Khan and Stephen Pugh. Um, Ecclesfield second again, uh, 11 had 199 knocked off by Checkley second at 11, just six down. Checkley were 91 for Asan Tariq um, and 33 for Chris Gask. Then in response, Checkley, Tom Carrigan was 80 not out, Ben Carrigan with 36, and 44 for Jason Carrigan. So, battle of the Carrigans there for, um, for Checkley seconds. Um, Audley second team, big winners against Meekin second team, great win for them. Uh, yeah, big shot. Setting, yes, setting the early pace with, with Meekin second team, but just a bit of a sticky patch in the middle of the season here. Uh, they were 100 all out in 35 overs, um, five wickets for Tom Egerton. 
and then Audley in response, Will Rhodes with 46 and Ian Wilshaw with 26, not out to see him home as well. Um, Marshall and Alton, pretty comfortable winners against uh, Hanford, although might have got close towards the end. Marshall, uh, 153 all out in the last over. Hanford ended up nine runs short on 144. Um, 35 for Tom Phillips there for Marshall. Then for Hanford, 33 from Adil Mahmood, but just lacks someone towards the end to really go and get it for them. Uh, four wickets there for 29 for John Shebridge and five for 20 for Usman Salim. Um, Stone's second team, winners against Longton's second team by three wickets. They knocked off 177 down, 54 for Lee Ridgeway for Longton. Um, but then for Stone, you've got Phil Cheadle with 47, 37 for Drew Chandler and 20 for Rich Harvey. And we've already spoken about Wedgwood. So the league table uh-huh. in Division 3 then. Um, Monson and Alton have taken over at the top, their second team, followed by Stone, second team in second with 214 and 210 points respectively. Bit of a drop-off then to Checkley and Meekins with 188 and 186. Um, and then the Wedgwood boys have got themselves out of the bottom two, which is fantastic. Hey. We've got... Audley and Crew in the bottom two now. Audley with 119, Crew with 127, and Wedgwood with it. A balmy 137, a full 10 points away from safety. Wow. Can't argue with that. And thus, like, thus uh, ends your review of the North Staff South Cheshire division, top four division. Ah. Uh-huh. Uh, Star of the weekend was actually won by a 14 year old. Um, yeah, a lot of Co- time for that. Yeah, Matt Coxon was. Was up for it, as was Bag- Rob Bagnall, and so was Ali Khan. Uh, but the winner was Caverswall's Lewis Wright at 14. Um, great effort from him, nominated by Tom Caton. Got 51 out and 4 for 15, which from a 14-year-old playing proper men's cricket is a great effort. So well done to that lad. Uh, we'll leave next week's fixtures. I'm sure you can all go and play cricket and have a look at them um, and work out yourselves from who's going to win and who's going to lose, or at least make your own predictions there. Uh, last thing we've got today before we go is a question from one of our followers, our friends of the pod, who would like to remain nam- remain nameless. Um, very, very simple question uh, that I want to put out to all our listeners. Basically asking that your team's in a bit of a rut, need to do whatever is possible to find some sort of advantage, legal or otherwise, so, has anyone got any tips on how to tamper with the ball and get away with it? Um, obviously, wouldn't like to say that it will be um, anything illegal. But if you, if any suggestions, if you have any suggestions, we would love to hear them. We've had a few responses um, already. Um, I've got to say, sun cream is obviously a classic. Certain, certain types of clothing or certain bits of clothing to, to use. Got to say, my, my tracky bottoms I wear for training shine ball beautifully. Don't need any Mr. Sheen when you got them on. Um, heard of plenty of other things. Insect insect cream I've heard might be quite a decent one um, to, to help with it. But yeah, anyone who's got any suggestions for, for one of our followers, we'd love to hear what people have, have heard of being used before or may have even used themselves if they're daft enough to admit it. But yeah, so any any suggestions for that, please send them in. And that is us done for the week. Jono is now desperately trying to run off to, to training, so we'll let Jono go. Um, as always, please follow, subscribe and review us. Please go and give Woodstock a look. Please go and support Cry by donating to our Just Giving 
We'll get you a bat sticker sorted. Please go and support Port Hills Day. Um, Dan Hancock's got all the info on that. And he'll be announcing more and more stuff over the next few weeks and hopefully joining us to, to promote it as well. There's also a day going on at Leak next weekend. Uh, they're past players versus present players. Ryan Sidebottom's meant to be playing. Project Donut are there. Hopefully we'll hear from one of the Leak lads sometime this week and have a little clip for you or a little conversation with them to, to play for you next week. But in the meantime, Jono, go well. And all of you guys out there go well as well. Cheers, mate. I'm sure you'll have a great weekend, mate. I might pop down and watch you against your, your best mates, the Okamore boys. I got a duck last time, so it can only get better. It can only get better. Things can only get better. And with that, we'll see you next week, guys. Have a good one. Looking for a new cricket equipment partner for yourself or your club can sometimes be tricky. With so many options to choose from, how do you make the right choice? When you want quality, value and service, there really is only one place to start. For more than a decade, Woodstock Cricket have been producing award-winning, high-performance cricket bats from their Shropshire workshop. Matched with their classy soft goods, luggage and accessories, Woodstock Cricket really do tick all the boxes. Get in touch with Woodstock Cricket and find out why many loyal clubs, players and international customers can't be wrong at info at woodstockcricket.co.uk. Down at Third Man, the cricket podcast, proudly supported by Woodstock Cricket. Yeah.